We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Zoo Nation? Welcome to Making Mizzou, sponsored by 360 Vodka on the Kansas City Sports Network. I'm your host, Martin Rucker, my co-host, Tommy Saunders. And today, we got in the building number 12 and number 56 on the field. Let's go. But always number one in your heart, (laughs) baby. (laughs) You already know. Franklin Deshaun. Weatherspoon, a.k.a. Spoon, oh! a.k.a. Spoon Jones, a.k.a. Jones. Beat him up. Beat him Thank up. Y'all. Thank y'all for having me on, man. I'm just grateful to be in the number, you know. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a little while since we've all had a chance to catch up. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Man, um, I'm, I'm in straight, like, Dad, entrepreneurship, philanthropist, um, chauffeur mode. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. Um, I came out here 2010, as a lot of the listeners might know. Um, but um, I've been here since 2010. I left and went go to Arizona. So I ended up playing eight years. And I'm now back here in Atlanta. And um, my family's here. And uh, we're in Brookhaven, which is a little north of Buckhead. And what we're doing right now, man, we're trying to you know carve out this entrepreneurship lane. I've um, been working in philanthropy for um, call that work. Been in philanthropy for about eight, nine, well, all my life because you know it's just, my mom's a teacher. Right. She always instilled in me that you know helping others is a part of you know a part of the journey. So uh, we've been doing that for a long time. But um, we have a foundation. It's called Spoonful of Hope. And um, my wife and I we run that. Um, we're also building businesses. Um, I have my um, independent record label. It's called Can't Be Contained, and it actually stems from um, a group of mine. And, and, and a group of a group of friends that I was super close with and still close with today, um, Jeremy Macklin, Denario Alexander, and Kevin Rutland. We all lived on Old Sixty Three Highway at Copper Beach. You know, we became the Copper Beach, Beach clique. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took the CBC from that, and um, and I feel like I can do a lot of things. So it's just like I can't be contained, you know. And um, I'm just trying to build that up, man, and um, get some music out there in the atmosphere and just see. See what we can do with that. So I'm rubbing my hands like bird, man, because that's who I aspire to be like <laughs> without the tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but, uh, sir. We've been working, man. I got the studio at home. Um, I've had a studio in Atlanta and other places, some famous studios here 
And um, that that was great for networking and kind of learning and just, you know, meeting people. And um, I've been learning the business and just trying to make sure I don't, you know, kind of shoot my shot at something that's not a, a attainable. I want to kind of do it the right way, man. So um, that's where I'm at, man. And my wife, she has um, she has a boutique um, that she's doing online called So Life Collective. Okay. Um, they're they're um, putting clothes and, and, and looks together for, you know, women, all women, you know, all mm-hmm. sizes, not just the Instagram models. Yeah, you know? okay. <laughs> you can go to her page at So Life Collective, and um, she's kind of partnered that with her um, her, her So Life nanny agency as well, man, because we spent a lot of money on nannies over yeah, the years. Man. You know? We can use one of them now. Man, I got three babies. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. bro, I got, hey, we got you, bro. I got three babies. You know, we had to kind of tap into that industry, man. And so my wife, along with two of her partners, which are um, a couple of nannies that worked for us, they're great ladies, Chelsea Bailey and um, Bree Johnson. They're some of the most coveted nannies in the world. <laughs> so um, I've had to fight off Joe Johnson. Kevin <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, no, you can't. Have-. But when um, Michael Rubin came in, we was, oh, you can go to my. <laughs> you know, we, we, we ain't going to fight that. Oh, you- 401k benefits. Oh, okay, go ahead. You know, get the word out. So that's called So Life Agency, and that's a nanny agency. So my wife. I've just been doing that for a few years, man. Here I am with the music, and we're just trying to raise these kids to be, you know, great individual people and that go out and do their job in the world. So we have three, like I said. My oldest, her name is Ava. She's six. Sean, he's baby Sean. He's right yeah. in the middle. He's yeah. five. They're really close, like Irish twins. And then uh, we got a two-year-old as of today, man, my baby girl. Shout out to Corey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Corey. She's been eating snacks since like 9 a.m. this morning. So <laughs> living her best life, man. And we're just trying to do the same, man. That's what's up, man. It sounds like you might be just a little moderately busy. You got any time to <laughs> any time to watch these tigers this season? Woo! Hey, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you got to make time. Sometimes you don't got a reason to make time. Yeah, man. <laughs> real. Um, I try to keep up with the scores. Um, I've had a chance to speak with Coach Drink. Um, seems like a good dude, you know, but um, I, I'm I really just don't know, you know, what's going to happen, you know, with the rest of the season. But, you know, happy we beat Vanderbilt for whatever yeah. that means. But, um, shoot, man, I just want to see it go out there. How just, frustrating is it for you watching watching the defense? Like, truly, I you know keep you. It real. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know how much pride. I know like, that's hey, why you can't watch it. it bro, it's been, it's been horrible for me to watch that, man, because, you know, I, bro, even it's still like a complex that I have, like, I feel like we were always like inferior to you guys on offense, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you <laughs> were, but like y'all were still good. I think that's what kept that's what kept kept me with that chip on my shoulder. Because right. as soon as I got there, I had a little success. And the next year, I had a lot of success, and then it, I pretty much just duplicated my second year for the next, you know, two years. So mm-hmm. that was um, something that kept me going. And just watching them now, like you know, the defenses. I mean, it's been really bad. So um, I just. I can't sit down and watch a whole game. I just check the stat line and I'm just disappointed, man. And I know Steve Wilkes. Um, I've had a chance to meet him, play against, you know, teams that he's coached for. And I know the system works, man. So it's just like, do we have the guys or it it does that system still work, you know, because ball ball does change and we're talking about college football. So um, you know, we gotta make some changes, man. I don't know if we necessarily need to get people out of there, but it's like the way you go about, you know, doing it. I need to see like some, some like, you know, we got to see a little elevation toward the end of the year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you see, when you're watching the game, you, you know, look at the defense, are you seeing 
flown assignments? Are you seeing a lack of effort? Like, what are you looking at? What do you see as those players are out there? Um, and what what would you tell the team, those guys that are out there with you? What, what do you see the problem is? I'm going to run your ass. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run you because, like, you ain't running to the ball. They taking time. They taking turns messing up right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I see like okay. somebody jumping around a block. The ball is. I mean, they hitting the head on the goalpost. So, should we go? We gonna either fix that or we gonna have to do a little bit more conditioning. And I want to keep my guys fresh, but I also got to send a message. So I think if I was in in position there, I would definitely you know show them that the the, the effort that we're seeing, especially that Tennessee game. Oh no. Man, that Tennessee game, like that's that was the straw that broke this camel's back, bro. Cause yeah. Tennessee, man, they've been struggling for yep. years. You know, and coach. I know they got a good offense, you know. What I mean, but they supposed to score 70 points on us at our place, bro. Not at home. That's tough. That's tough. So we're gonna run the ass, Tommy, and we're gonna make sure we get <laughs> we're gonna get them assignments corrected, man. Because we if you ain't gonna do it right, you're not gonna be out there. I don't care who I gotta put out there. Cause if we losing by 60 points, I mean it don't matter who out there anyway. Yep. So do you think Absolutely. it's, uh, from your point of view then, do you think it's lack of effort or do you think it's personnel or do you think it's wow. just both and that is what it is? Yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of both, but I think now that you see like how bad they can be, I don't think the guys have seen, ho- hopefully this win against Vanderbilt can kind of, you know, you get something yeah. going, but Vanderbilt moved the ball up and down the field and that went to the end of the game too. So, I mean, it's not a lot of, not a lot you can take from the game to have like a moral victory. Like, oh, we only thing is, it is that we won. So Beatty, Beatty is the guy who's who's getting all the love and he's out there, you know, making a lot of the plays and I got love for him. But at the same time on offense, it it doesn't look that great either. And I think I kind of was looking forward to um, the quarterback to come out. Is it Basilak, yeah. you said? Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to him to take those strides that everybody kind of yep. said he was going to take. So um, I haven't seen too much of that. So, I mean, I, I see the kids signing, though. That's that's the promise right there, man. Luther yeah. Burke. You know what I'm saying? We got um, what's the kid? Um, West, I think he's his last name is West, or whoever's gonna be the quarterback with Luther. That's they got like yeah. a pack, probably Horn or West. I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. They, they look like they got something going. He's a kid from Georgia. That's a four star, big yep. quarterback. And um, I'm hoping that you know these guys can kind of kind of come in and, and turn the tide on offense because, like I said, in college football, defense gonna give up some stuff. You know, like yep. when we were with you guys, you guys score so often. Shoot, we had to go out there and just get it, get it how we get it, you know. <laughs> Stop them twice it. and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop them a few times, a couple timely take takeaways. Takeaways. Yeah. 200 yards. 200 yards just takes the ball out of your offense's hand, bro. We, we can't have that. Yep. It reminds me a lot of Coach Pinko's early years <clears throat> when he was starting to start to get uh, – have a little bit of success on the field, but, like, not what you wanted to see, but he was getting the recruits that later on down the line then translated into his success, which yeah. turned into his legacy. Um, Got to keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. So for you, what would a successful end of the season look like? Moving forward, going from here, at the end of the year, what would it take for the Tigers to do for you to say they had a pretty successful season? Well, I know this weekend is it, it, not going to be much we can take from this weekend, man. I live here in, in Georgia. Yeah. I, I think their consensus Consensus, their defense, like everybody going to the league. Yeah. So they can I'll, beat the Jaguars right now. I wouldn't expect to. They got some expect men on that team. This week, but like the Vanderbilt game, I wanted to see us kind of dominate that game. Not necessarily win convincingly. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. So the teams that we should have a fight with, 
you know, I want to see us kind of beat those teams by, a, you know, a score more. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that kind of two scores would be great, but a score or just maybe 10, 10, 10 points, you know, 10 point victories. That's something that I can smile about. Right. But um, I just don't know. I got to check out the schedule and see who we got coming up. But I know this week ain't the week to be starting <laughs> and I'm not making that trip. <laughs> I'm going to see Metallica Saturday night. <laughs> Shout out to the Braves, too, man. The Braves, yeah. the Braves beat my squad last night. I'm an Astros fan, you know what I'm saying? I know you okay. Casey guys, y'all hate the Strohs. They done stole the championship <laughs> from y'all and all that. I done heard it all over the we week. We don't need to go back down that road, man. We, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, the Braves did that thing, and that's where Metallica going to be on Saturday night at George yeah. Park, and I'm going to be in the number. And I don't even know much about Metallica, but my buddies here in the A, they invited <laughs> me, man, so I'm going to go and support. That's, that's nice. awesome, man. Be safe. All right. Thank you. So let's um, talk a little. Oh, go ahead, Tommy. <clears throat> yeah, I would say let's talk about you know what I remember about Sean Weatherspoon was he had the most energy out of anybody, always excited, always hyped, all the time. It, in practice, uh, after a loss, in the snow, uh, <laughs> at Big Twelve, it didn't matter. Spoon is the same person all the time. You know, where did that come from? You know, just ha- always giving everything you have, uh, you know, in all aspects. And, Man. I mean, you're always present with people, too. You're so personable mm-hmm. and would talk to everybody. Where did that, that, where did that come from? from mom. I think that came from my mom, man, because, like, my dad would always say, like, things like, well, you don't want to go to the store with your mama. You know, like, she's going she gonna to talk to everybody. <laughs> Smile. She gonna look you in the eye. She gonna, you know, she gonna be a listening ear, as well as if you got something going on, she gonna support you and be there, you know, as as much as she can. And I feel like that that kind of bled bled into me. And um, man, if I'm gonna be a part of it, I want to be a part of it all the way. Like yeah. I said, you know, I've been getting into music for a while, but I can't go out there on the same playing field with with Jay Z when I ain't put that work in. You know, like I understand right. that. You know, you have to be where your feet are. You have to be present. And enthusiasm is free. That's something Coach Hill would always say. Hey. You know, so um, shout out to Coach Hill. They got a W the other night, too. I think he's still in KC, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Dope, dope. But he always said, you know, enthusiasm is free. And um, I realized at a young age, like, you got to fake it till you make it. If I smile, mm-hmm. somebody else might see it. They might be smiling. It might change their day. You know, so um, I don't take it for granted, you know, that a smile can go a long way. And that if you're alive and breathing, bro, you got to get to it the best way you know how. So every day I just felt like it was a blessing that I was upright. You know, I was kind of like one of them guys, man. I was like, am I supposed to be here? You know, like that's like when you guys <laughs> met me, it's like, I knew, I mean, I had this, I mean, mentally, you know, I know what I got to do and, you know, what I come to do. But it's just like, well, Coach Pinkham ain't come to my house. And then it's, you know what I'm saying? They like, oh, yeah, Pinkham came to my house. J-Mac just talking, you know, I'm like, bro, I'm about to go out here and smack all these fools. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, got <laughs> yeah. they seen Coach Steck and Coach Eberflus. Shoot, that was, a, man, Coach Pinkle didn't even know it, but that was that was something right there. I was like, man, they got me they got me messed up, man. I'm Spoon Jones. I wasn't even Spoon Jones yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I wasn't even Spoon Jones yet, but I'm like, man, they, they got me. They got me messed up, man. I'm coming in here, and I'm, I'm ready to do it, man. So I think that's – that's something that just kept me with having that edge to just know that like, none of this, none of this is a right. You know, this is a privilege that we got right. a chance to go to Mizzou, to play ball, to um, to to start a family and do all that things because of ball and meet all these great people 
that have um, become a part of your life forever. So, man, I just, like you said, like I said, man, just never taking it for granted and knowing that at the drop of a dime, it could be taken away, man. Even here in Atlanta, when I um, was injured, not able to play, man, I was traveling with the team. I'm like the only dude on IR traveling with the team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here limping, giving these dudes everything I got, bro, to just try to see them be successful, man. And I think mm-hmm. it's paid off. It's paid off, man. I look around at some of the guys that were around me, and I know it came from being around guys like, you know, you guys, like Tommy, your work ethic. Man, I ain't I ain't seen nobody in the pro game work the way you <laughs> I'm going to just keep it real. That's true. You know, I know he was older. He's put in that work, but he was only working the top of the route. <laughs> he, Tony be at the top of the route. Uh-uh. Because uh-uh. he already know, like, I got to save, I got to save these knees up until I get to this point. <laughs> so, right. Man, like I said, man, like, no, Ruck, like, the, the politician that you are, as well as <laughs> what you put out there on the field, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knew that that was something that I need to gravitate to. Okay, I can pull this from that. People don't know I stayed with you when yeah. I first school, you know. So I was learning. I was learning that you know you got to be enthusiastic. Who's more enthusiastic than Ruck about about getting out there and having some fun and enthusiastic about everything? Like you said, Tommy. Even if we going to, to Big Twelve, we're gonna be we're gonna be the most excited people in there. You know right, saying? right. A lot of that comes from my childhood, but it also comes from a lot of the people that were I was around. And then you can see these guys that I was around that are youngsters when I was with them, but they're elevating now. Like, you guys going to see it up close this weekend because my boy Devondre Campbell coming into town. He's the middle linebacker for the Packers. Yeah. And, you know, I actually married Devondre and his wife this past, oh, really? this past offseason. This man does it all. Bro. Man does everything. Can't <laughs> do anything. Had, um, I had to, get my, had to get official with it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? They asked me to do that. So that just showed me that it was – like I meant something to them, my friendship to them, for them to ask me that, you know, yeah. it, it said something about me and my upbringing and who I've been around. And so mm-hmm. I went and did it, man. And I, Devondre, he was drafted here in 2016. Deion Jones was drafted here in 2016. And they're two of my young guys who I see just, you know, going out there and, and taking ball by the horns and just, you know, becoming men and just balling out. So man, um, you know, to each one, teach one. You gotta, you know, pass yeah. it. That's what I'm gonna continue yeah. to try to do. Man, so with you, I remember, uh, you know, as a when you're an upperclassman, any freshman is like, you got to prove that you're good before I give you the respect that you deserve. Man, I remember uh, in a scrimmage, I caught this hitch. I squared my guy up, made a miss. I'm about to take off, and I just get blasted. I get blasted by the side. I was like, who was that? And it was you, like, great catch, man, great job. I was like, what? Ribs, I know, like, my ribs are bleeding, right? I'm like, no. Oh, did he just to destroy me? He's trying to destroy me, and then you're going to tell me good catch? What's he trying to do? You trying to play with me? <laughs> I was like, he's just trying to play with me, man. got to play the mind game. That's what my dad played college ball. You know, he didn't make it to pros, but he always told me, like, when he, he played defense in high school, and he said he'd be knocking them out and patting them on the ass and telling them good job. So <laughs> back to the hub. You know, and like so sometimes, bro, I would be out there, bro, I would be out there just singing Usher. And just like, bro, the people, people would be like, do you ever shut up? Like, like this is the pro game. Like, what's my boy? I'm Donald Penn, bro, big, big tackle. But he's like, man, don't nobody talk like you and don't nobody run to that ball. Like, he's like, bro, how do you do it? Right. Absolutely. And I'm going to be doing it all day. Yeah. <laughs> Betches, holding me back, like, Spoon, get your ass in the huddle. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, no, hey, no, don't, don't mess with me out here. <laughs> hey, it's, 
this is where I get to tap in, bro. Like, yeah. it's, it's a privilege. Trying to get it down right here, right? It. And I'm going to be accountable, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's funny. I remember, because um, like you said, you stay with me uh, your first year, and I can remember in the weight room, like you said, Coach Pinko didn't come to your house. You was a three-star, two-star? Two-star, bro. Two-star. I, was, I remember watching you in the weight room, and I was like, this kid is a two-star? Man, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he may not have ball skills or something, but this joker can move some weight. Mm-hmm. He fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> we just needed some people to teach him how to play. He going to be all right. And then, you, bro, I, think, I think the thing was, like, in high school, you know, you want the ball. Mm-hmm. And in Jasper, you know, I was always seen as a guy that can do everything, you know? So, like, if they got a guy who can only run straight, you know, they're going to put him at running back. You know, he might have a jump cut or something. But, like, since I can go backwards, I can go forward, I can hoop, I can do baseball, I did all the other things, mm-hmm. they were like, you could be my emergency quarterback, you're going to be the start receiver, yeah. spread us out. And they kind of tricked me like that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should I needed that ball, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I had that, that complex toy job. I'm like, these fools get the, you know what I'm saying? Like, but when I got to school, it was like now I have one thing to focus on. Yep. You know, so like now I can kind of grow, you know, mentally as well as kind of come into to my build. And like I think that just worked out. But in Jasper, Texas, bro, bro yeah. they got you in that weight room. Like at the end of your eighth grade year, yeah, it's time. Yes, well. It's time they just want to get out. I never do my kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, it, it, it helped me out at a time. But I, sometimes I think back and I'm like, bro, all that weight I was lifting, bro. I'm like, man, is that is it is it got is there a correlation with you know right. it? Because I would always do it correctly. You know, I did everything they asked me to do, but maybe right. I just maxed out. You know what I'm saying? And I think yep. that that could have taken away from my opportunity to to you know extend my playing career professionally because you know i ain't miss a play at mizzou yeah i probably missed like a little bit in the spring but they probably put me in a red jersey and i was out there red jersey by their next practice by the end right. of by 11 11 mm-hmm. i want you out there red jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that boy turned me into a marine <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't know if you guys are like this but all you know all players that are younger than me i always remember whenever they i knew they were cold Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember you're playing as a true freshman and I went to watch. And I believe it was I don't know if it was your first play. You blocked the punt. <laughs> it was your first play, right? Bro, my first play, I I knocked out um, Austin Lane from Murray State, who yeah. getting drafted by the Jaguars, had a little stint with the Chiefs, I think, a little bit, too. But no. Austin was like this big old dude, like 6'5", like 240. He might have been 230. He was a little light in the pants running down on kickoff. <laughs> I was on kickoff return. So my first play was like a D-cleater block. But then later in that game, like my first punt re- punt return team, I get, ended up blocking one. Yo, mm-hmm. I'm telling but, you, I remember – okay, so I remember because you're on punt return – you're on punt return. I was a returner. And mm-hmm. that day you had so much energy. I was like, dog, I have to watch. I have to watch him. Because in practice, <laughs> you were killing whatever. I was like, I have to go watch. And I was I didn't go to the offense. I, I watched uh you and you destroyed whoever's in front of you. Went, you blocked the punt, and then you got up and you were like this. And it was the first time I saw you do that. I was like, Dog, this, <laughs> this man is cold. Oh, like, and Coach Pinkle's going to kill him for celebrating. Yes, and oh, you got the no. gassers. But, <laughs> hey, in, in the stadium, <laughs> hey, 
cold. Bro, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up, man. I, bro, you know what I'm saying? I, I remember that vividly, bro. I remember just like feeling like, man, we better than them. Like, yeah. and I'm not even talking about y'all, I'm talking about the twos. We felt like we and the ones, you know? So, like, yeah, man, that game was like the first time in life that a coach has ever told me something was 100%. And I, I could trust it because when Murray State lined up in like I slot, they ran power to the strength of our defense. You know, so bro, we was smacking on. Um, it was dude name was Josh Jones. He was J Max high school running back. Oh, and hang, I on, see him, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, real quick. I got listen. Anybody that's watching this podcast, this is Spoon right here. He knows every single player that he plays against, where they went to high school, and then he has a backstory. On them, he's like, "Oh, you know what? He went to prom with uh, Cardi B, and then his at his first cousin is actually Kim Kardashian's nephew's son." Bro, that is true, bro. I pick up, <laughs> I pick up on like everything, so I can kind of use it, bro. Like, yeah. I was like, in the game, I'm, I'm like, "Oh, he went to high school with J Mac." Okay. Oh, he's sorry. I'm like, well, you couldn't even go to the couldn't even go to the zoo, and you know, I'm like, "What you played it?" Boy, look at you at Murray State. You know Disrespecting dude. You know no, you soft. Right. <laughs> bro, we put so many hats on that dude. He ended up being on that picture in the Maxi Center when we played Murray State. Like, it's like six Tigers, like. <laughs> Taking them to the ground. Bro, we got dude hemmed up, bro. And I never, I never let that die down, bro. Like, every time I saw him, as well as other players that I played against, like, I always remember, like, the little things about them. You know, I can, I, I feel like. It's not talked about, you know, because I play linebacker, but I would literally know everything about a player. The same way Tom Brady go up and know everybody's name after the game. Like, if you make a play against Tom Brady, he'll be like, hey, nice job. Well, you know, like he he know everything about people. But I put in that same work. Like, when I was studying the game and, like, yeah. getting ready for my, you know, competition, in college it came easy. You didn't have to game plan as much. You didn't know as much. But, like, when I met Curtis Lofton, I was like, I remember you had that um, weird little eye on your – um. On your picture, like the bio picture, Kurt was like kind of holding his eye funny. <laughs> your eye <ain't> messed up. <laughs> he thought he was the game or something when we was in college. <laughs> I'll be remembering all that stuff, but they called me a little sports almanac or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's, That's funny. So funny. Well, let's transition, man, a little bit into the music. Talk about how you went from the field to the booth, man. What's that been like and uh, what you got going on for us right now? Yeah, I'm eager to talk about it too, man, because like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the Wu-Tang, um, the American Saga on Hulu, mm-hmm. but you guys need to do yourself a favor and check that out. But, like, my company is literally, like, in the same, like, it's like in the beginning stages of where, like, you're trying to, like, get it out there, right? So it's yeah. called Can't Be Contained. Um, I was always at Mizzou, bro. Y'all remember, like, we, we you don't get to go home when guys yeah. go home for Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. You might get to go eat, but you got to get <laughs> You got to get back, you know. So, so y'all came to my house three hours away, and then we went back to school. Hey, the Ruckus show, much love. Tommy, you did the same for um, your, your, your young guys. I remember Denario talking about, you know, watching. He was at the game watching Champ Bay. I remember y'all. I mean, Chiefs probably played um, the Broncos. He watching all day. He's like, man, he ain't even backpedaling. You know, you picking up stuff from everywhere. But um, anyway, we get back to school, you know, and we got that time. So that boy, K. Rutt, Kevin Rutland, his brother, you know, Kevin, K, they all smart as hell. You know, it was like super smart. His brother's like an engineer, build, he built K-Rut's computer. So K-Rut come to Thank school, you. 
with his own computer built by his brother with the capabilities like to bypass like every, we still have, we still getting stuff on LimeWire because we got something like firewall <laughs> that protect us. You know what I'm saying? So K-Rut, man, they was like serious with it. So after we moved out the dorm, um, we, we used to just get drunk and freestyle in the dorm. You know what I'm saying? When you ain't to do it. And so we moved out the dorm, now we got our house. You know, we got the crib at Copper Beach. K-Rut, it's K-Rut, um, Denario, Dale Howard, Myself, J Mac, Jared Perry, um, even my boy Book, Gangsta Book, Gangsta Book, um, and um, <laughs> one more, one more, rah rah. We is eight guys living in two houses, right? So we just man, K Red had to set up. We had like the the McDonald's headphone, you know, you just put it on, you get in the booth real quick, you know. So yeah. the first song they did, I missed it, but I had four, I, I had four more like a mug. I went back and cut a song to the same beat. Nobody was even in there. <laughs> I'm like, but I got to get mine. They, they got me messed up. <laughs> and so, like, the love for music just came from growing up, you know what I'm saying, singing and, you know, being in church and being a part of choirs and just just kicking it in Jasper. You got to find something to do in Jasper, man. It's like, yeah. you know, it's a small town. Ain't much going on. But every Sunday, you better believe that I, that, that, that church van going to pull up and be, well, you better get to Sunday school. <laughs> so, I was a part of the choir, man. And I ended up leading into the school choir. And then, like I said, we just chilling at the zoo. We had Copper Beach and we got the mic. So we just started getting it in, man. And then some of the guys on the team heard some of the freestyles we was doing. And it was funny. You know what I'm saying? We was, yeah. it was capping on people. I think we had one to that, um, that genuine song, Differences. It was like, my whole life has changed since you came. But we was like, you too old for video games. So we, so we was like, <laughs> the guys who like just sit there playing the game all day because we kind of start growing out of the game, you know? You know what I'm saying? We wasn't, um, right. we just like rushing attack instead of like a whole game, you know? Yeah. Ain't too long, man. And you know, Mac Breed, you know, he used to be a little serious about them games. So. He's still serious <laughs> about them games, bro. Hey, I know. That's all right. Throw your Xbox through the wall if you beat them. Games, it. real games, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a game. So, um, shoot, we we just started, you know, cooking up, man. And then Kevin Rutland, he had the same type of upbringing in the church. Denario, um, Denario was the one that was, like, tapped into what I was tapped into musically all the time. K-Rut, it was more of the R&B. We connected on that a lot. And it's just the Houston rap. Houston yeah. rap scene, it was like freestyle, you know, the Mike Jones, the Man. DJ Screw, all <laughs> Zero, all them guys from Texas, you know, they, they had the game in a, in a, in a chokehold right before we came to school, too. So it was right. like, you kind of had to respect it then. You know, I think I had the Mike Jones, I stay flossing in that candy paint. That was my ring. Yeah. Oh, Spoon Jones. <laughs> it was Mike Jones and ringtone. And it just kind of stuck, bro. And somehow, bro, I got here to Atlanta. Them people calling me Spoon Jones on, like, our beat writers. It's, I never said that to them, bro. Really? Like, I don't know where it came from. I think maybe the other linebackers that heard or they knew. And they started telling them that. And then they ended up being, you know, that's my artist name as well as my, my, my social media name, too. Yeah. But, man, we started kicking them rhymes, having some fun. And, um... Denario started cooking them beats up once on that. It was like once we were juniors, he started kind of producing us. And like people don't even know this, but Denario, he was going through a lot, you know, like with his, with his leg and, you know, just, yeah. so he was kind of locked in the room and just his outlet was music. So he was cooking up the beats and me, K. Rudd, he always summoned us for a verse or something like that. So everybody used to come kick it at Gateway. Then once we moved from Copper Beach, we go to Gateway. That's when the Scully checks got bigger. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we go to Gateway and go chill with them boys. Damn, bro. Yeah. 
bro. So, man, once I got to the league, I was like, we kept doing it, kept doing it. My boy Gil, Gangsta Gil, Gil Gilroy, Gil he, he came out. He's from Jasper too, you know, he went to Mizzou as well. Y'all know, I'm just giving the you know, list. Mm-hmm. But um, he he came, to, he came to the A, he was like my henchman. Here I am, 20, I'm 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? Getting drafted to the A. I'm like, man, where's Buford, Georgia? It's like an hour north of Atlanta. So yeah. me and Gil, we just kick it. I go to work, I come home. Gil got a whole Pro Tools session up. Like with he got, bro, look, you should see this beat I made, this song I made. <laughs> we just started getting on other people's beats. And then some of my teammates messed with the music. We just kept kicking it. So I moved into a house. I ended up putting the studio in the house. And then we just started getting more official with it. And I'm at one point, my brother, my brother Develius. He's older than me. He was making he was making a living off music. They were doing shows. He was promoting parties. Um, he was rapping. He was doing. You know what I'm saying? He was quite into that. And I think he ended up he ended up um, just really getting more so like discouraged with the music. So he ended up moving out here too. But he he didn't move where I live. He moved like an hour away from me. But he'd always come through. And we just we just start bringing in producers and meeting people and just kind of you know doing some little you know just some home stuff, just DIY, do it yourself. We wasn't paying for no engineers, none mm-hmm. of that type of stuff. We just kind of learning. And so um, people would hear it be like, bro, that's kind of fire. That's kind of fire. So it it just kept getting to the point where I just kept working at it. But I was like, man, I got to let Atlanta know that I'm about this ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. Obviously, Willie Moe was pulling up, too. Now, let's go there. Boy, <laughs> Will Moe was pulling up in the booth. He was going right. right everything. He, he thought he was real puff daddy. <laughs> get in there. Do this. Do it. And get out of there. You know? Like, bro, I got to write mine down, bro. Like, hey, I can freestyle, but it ain't going to be mine, nothing. My freestyle will be about what I see. I'm right. be like, I'm be Tommy on the right, Ruck on the left. Like, Got a tree like, in the back. We yeah. got a light on the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Like, bro, we got to get this together, bro. We just can't. You know what I'm but you know that's my dog, man. We just we just kept doing it, man. I sold the house in 2015, 14, 15, and um, I lost my studio, man. And then I had a baby, so it was like. <laughs> I'm find that space that to do my. Get, I was in the closet when I got to um, Arizona. <laughs> I was in the closet in my house, bro. But I, I, did, I was not inspired at all. You know, Arizona was just like it was. I was there for work. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I loved Arizona though. Like the, the, our team was great. We were super stacked. And um, you know, a few of the guys were in the music too. You know, but you know, I, I ain't let them hear too much. But when I let them hear, they were like, "Bro, that's you." You know, so it was like <laughs> I come back to the A. And then um, I ended up getting a studio outside of my place because, like, you know, the family's growing again. I had a, had a son. So we really ain't got no space for my little extracurricular activities. And so um, I had to sacrifice and go out and find a space. And I met I met some artists, man. I met some producers. I met some some, some pretty cool people. And so one of the producers I met, his name is Trey Beats. Trey Beats. Um, he was, like, 16 years old in his mom's garage working on, on music. And the next thing you know... His music is on um, Can't Feel My Face, you know, like um, with Wayne and Jewel's. Like he, produ- he produced them, you know, made beats for them. He's produced for Gucci Man. He's produced for Chris Brown. Like got some some ballads, some trap, some hip hop guys, real R&B based, you know, but got that bounce. And so Trey and I, we formed a partnership. And then, um, you know, we was working out a Dopper and trying to get his production, just trying to get him placed. So we placed a few records. We actually placed one together with um, this girl named Light Skin Keisha. She's more like a online presence, TikTok, Instagram. She had a dope song that we did with her. Um, and I kind of executive produced like from the side, you know, just kind of, oh, that sound good. That's, that don't sound good or whatever. And we was kind of getting at that, getting at that for a while. But that that really wasn't as satisfying as like, because I want to make my own music, but I want to like make some money with, you know what I'm saying? My, my um, partner, 
right. to segue into, you know, not you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, put yourself out there all the way because the, the music industry will, will eat that money up and be yeah. like, you know, so it's kind of like you got to do it the right way, you feel me? So um, I got with my boy Trey Beats. We got a great relationship. He actually in my studio right now. That's why he's in my studio. He ain't there sleep. <laughs> and, um, and so him, him and I got together and I found this kid, Sydney Breedlove. Um, Sydney, he's a dope artist, man. He's um he's from that's his real name. He reminds me of um Andre 3000. Okay. Sydney's he's he's quite young, he's about four or five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks like a baby thing. So I mean Sid is just he's real lyrical, like you know, so I really attach to that because you know, I like the fact that you write it down, it's thoughtful, and it sounds good, and you can make people move with it. And um he's shown he I vetted him for like the past two or three years. And then basically I was like, okay, let's, let's get it together. So this past year during the pandemic, I just hit the, hit the go on it. I'm like, bro. So I signed bro up. We be on working on his single right now, man. So uh, we've been pressing that up, getting that together. And um, it's a process, but we think uh, we got a chance to, to, to carve something out here in this last quarter and try to segue that into like being really active in this first quarter of next year, being at South by Southwest, CIAA in Baltimore. Um, we got these, you know, Atlanta's like a hub for it. So, you know, you can get, Get it buzzing outside of Atlanta, you know, everybody gonna wanna you know, in Atlanta gonna start wanting, you know. And this kid, he's from Atlanta by way of Columbus, you know, like he's lived here as an as an adult, but um he's from Columbus, and you know, you grow up looking at the big city just like I grew up looking at Houston, like, man, like this is super cool. So you inspired by, it, you know. So we working on that, man, and I've um, got some good guys on the team, man. My boy Suit Payne, um, his brother named Ty Payne. There's some dope guys from from um up up near Buffalo. In Erie, Pennsylvania, and um, they've done a lot of good things for us as well with writing and managing studio, engineering, and um, artists as well. But we got to do it the right way. We're not going to be like No Limit now. We're not. We got to get there. You feel me? But, um, you yeah. know, we feel like we start with a single, we can build something and kind of monetize that. Then we know to keep putting our foot forward and, and investing in, in, in the business. So, well, that's, that's super dope, man, that you turn this hobby into a, a business. Hey, I'm, always... I'm trying to monetize that. Once I do that, then my wife will be quiet. You feel me? Yeah. Hey. And then I can be, you know, I'm, hey, I'm going to be on the road, but I'm, a, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking kids with me, man. You feel me? Right. That's cool. We, we got to rock together, bro. I think my wife, she's my greatest, you know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my greatest accomplishment. She's my there best you go. Asset, you know? There so, you right. go. I know if anybody going to tell me what's wrong and what's right, it's going to be her. And I know she's going to be supportive the same way I will be of her, man. So that's where we are with it, man. And then, um, Man, it's just it's a blessing right now, man. I got the studio at home, so I ain't gotta pay for none of that. You know, we can just yeah. we can just get it till we get it right. We don't get it right. <laughs> I sell all this equipment and just start right. freestyling with my team. Be on the studio, right. baby. Right. That was, <laughs> and, that's, studio. and that was uh what I was gonna ask. You know, you've always had a great head on your shoulders. You always take coaching, uh, had had great balance, uh, from what I saw. Uh, with you, one thing I, you know, went to when you went to the league from a distance. It's like with this music and you're starting a business. How how do you stay focused and not get outside of your? Um, I would say, how do you separate all the different avenues you have? I know you have your foundation, right, mm-hmm. and you're giving back to the community. Talk a little bit about that, but how do you not take this giving? You know, you're so giving of everything mm-hmm. and not take that and link this over to your uh, business and not give too much to an artist or, mm-hmm. 
just because you like that relationship or put too much money and invest too much money into uh, your music? How do you stay balanced and level-headed with everything and not let that overlap or your confidence? Because I know you can do anything, right? right. Man, so great, if great you, question. Tom. If you put the if you put the capital into it, you know it's going to be successful. But the fact that you haven't dropped an album yet, mm-hmm. yet, and you haven't shot twenty-seven music videos, mm-hmm. right? You're doing it. The, I know you're doing it the right way. How do you stay balanced and not um, overstep? When my daughter came, it just kind of it was a it was an enlightening thing. You know, it was kind of like a, a beacon. And she was just, you know, she she kind of just told me everything I needed to tell everybody else in my life. And it was like, don't call me no more for no money. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> hey, I, hey, look here, man. I do what I can. But you see this baby? Like, this, yep. this is my life. You see this woman? Right. Like, we, we we starting a family together. And, like, you got to respect that, you know? And um, I think um, I really had a, you know, I had a time doing it. It was not easy just to say, like, hey, we, we can't do this, we can't do that. But when you got help. It helps you, you know. And so um, then, you know, just seeing my kids just it softened me. I saw the reality of everything. You know, I watched Law and Order. Like after I had a kid, I was really seeing that. I was like, <laughs> I like that a tear. Like I know this is a show, but Dick Dick Wolf done got me today. Oh yeah, Dick <laughs> getting you now. <laughs> like, jeez, boy, this is serious. When I realized, like all this stuff, like these are their stories. These are people's stories. Yeah. This is your story, so you gotta, you know, you know, take it, take take advice. Good and bad. Listen to it all because you can learn from both. You know, if somebody tells you some bad advice, we don't do it, then you know that's good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> learn from them. That was some BS, and I figured that out. Like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you gotta write that down. You know, and you can be smart or you can be wise. And um, you know, smart is good, but that's learning from your own mistakes. Wise is you know, listening to others and kind of applying that to your life. And so now as a dad, now that I have three, I'm just trying to talk to him, Tommy. Like I'm trying to explain things like, and that's, I love how they ask me the questions and I really gotta, sometimes I have to like, I might not have the answer right away. I gotta be like, hmm, I gotta word this right. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. it, it taught me to be more patient, yeah. more understanding. And um, you know, I have to understand that, you know, life is real and whatever you make of it is how it's gonna be. So you gotta really take care of your business, man. So that's, that's the journey I'm on, man, just trying to, Continue to do that and continue to pour into those kids. That's why I coach my son's team. That's why um, I, I take my daughter to her gymnastic practice. Like, like I change diapers. I'm that dad. Yeah. Like I, I, I try to just speak it to him and just. We ain't talked about the birds and the bees yet. They're young, <laughs> but um, you know the stuff that they ask me. Shoot, I try to give it to them and just try to you know make sure that they have all the resources they need for them to go up, grow up, and live their best lives and be their best versions of themselves. And you mentioned coaching. How is it coaching your son? I can't only imagine. People ask me all the time, are you going to let him play football? Are you going to coach him? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let him play. But I'm probably not going to coach. <laughs> I don't think it'll be healthy for either one of us. Right. We got a PhD in this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got it. You know, so, man, we, we can really help him. But at the same time, like, when you out there. Yeah. You're not getting the results you want, but you feel yeah. like, you know, you out, you're like, hey, but I'm just being real patient, bro. Like, because I watched my brother coach his son, yeah. and my brother, he is the opposite. I'm at the game, like, I'm like, Julian, bro, chill out, man. Like, <laughs> like, let the boy just. I'm like, bro. So I watched him, and then my wife's like, 
you're gonna be just like him, and then I'm totally the opposite. But I do like, right. like other kids. I'll be like, oh, this is what you gotta do. But if something that Sean knows, I'm like, bro, do you want to go in the dugout? I'm like, fuck is <laughs> we, 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 we ain't come out here for this today, you know? Yeah. Like you go chill if you want to, but you ain't gonna play in the dirt. You're gonna pay attention, and you're gonna set a good example. And that's all right. I need for him to do is go out there and be a kid. But when coach talk, I'm trying to teach them like somebody's an, an authoritative figure speaking. You guys should be paying attention and getting the game. You know, if that's school and that's whatever. We go to school and all these right. teachers giving us good reports. He out there on the field and don't want to pay attention. I'm like, bro, see, you see the correlation there? Like that, that ain't right. So I got to get him right. But um, I take it easy out there, man. I just realized that <laughs> it ain't all about winning right now. They're five years old. I got to teach them the fundamentals yep. and I'm teaching them to go out there and have fun and just be respectful. And um, I think right. they'll keep going. They'll keep going in, at it if I if I continue to be like that. But I hope. I think when they're older, I might have to step away, you know, because <laughs> I remember my dad, bro, he'd be at them games. He coached me when I was young, and he backed off, you know, and yeah. I, that was the best thing for me because he used to sit on, like, the other side of the stadium with his dad. They would go sit over there and watch the game kind of, like, away from everybody else, and that allowed me to just kind of just grow, you know, instead of always having to worry about what dad thinks. So I want them to know, like, I don't care what you do, but you're going to do it the best you can do it. Well, it ain't got to be what dad say do, though. You know, you go after it. <laughs> Whatever you love, and I'm with you. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, you touched on this a little bit, but talk a little bit about uh, Spoonful of Hope. I've seen it on social media a lot, and I know you guys have been doing it for a while, but for um, our folks out here, some people may not have heard about it and may even want to uh, get involved. So talk a little bit about it. What do you guys do? How can we uh, or they, um, all of us, get involved and help you out with your mission? Man, appreciate you, bro. Um, yeah, man, so um, um, it was inspired, you know, like I said, by my mom you know, just always giving back to our community. But when I got to Atlanta, you know, you're in that rookie club on that first year. Yeah. Where every Tuesday, on your only day off, you out there in the community, getting yep. it in. And if at first, you know, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to chill, man. I, <laughs> I just left Magic City Monday. I was giving back. <laughs> and he like, Oh no, we gotta go. What's wrong with you? First day, first day I go, we go like to the Atlanta men's mission and like we help um, feed the homeless. Bro, you should have seen how happy them. Ain't none of us made no plays. They looking at it. Oh, thank you. You know, I was like, bro, it ain't about the football. I said, it's, it's something else. I was like, man, this is this just us spending our time with them and we're associated with this football team. Yeah. These people like have a connection because they're in this city. This team is of this city, and uh, we spent time with them. They were smiling, bro, and it just did something to me to make make me want to do something myself. Mm -hmm. so, the next year, I had like my first football camp at home where all the kids got to come out for free. They all got T-shirts. They all got to get coached by NFL players. They all got to go home with um, water bottles, this like, spoonful of hope with backpacks and things like that that could you know just could make a difference. Some kids don't have backpacks to carry their their belongings in, you know, to and from school. Mm -hmm. And so, shoot, man, it just felt so great. And we were like, man, we got to get this right. So my boy, um, Isaiah DeLeon Marez, which he he grew up with J-Mac. They're like best friends. Um, yep. God rest his soul. Isaiah passed away about five years ago. But Isaiah, he went to Yale, and um, he was he was transitioning out of football to kind of help us kind of figure out our niche, our niche outside of football. Mm -hmm. And so um, the foundation um, was something he helped me with. And we set it up backwards, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we we had our heart right. You know what I'm saying? We, yep. we, 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 we got right started. Thing. That's what matters, right? right? 
sure he helped J Mac when J Mac gives back. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped help them get that off the ground too. But we, we we kept working, kept working to get it right. And so once we got everything right, the five hundred one three C and all that, then we knew we could go out and really do what we wanted to do. And um, the first couple of years, man, I would go to these schools here in the urban part of town, and I mean like on the south side, not yeah. out because the Falcons. A lot of the time they'll have you out in Gwinnett, and in Gwinnett, that's the county where. You know, Everybody ain't affluent, but the county's affluent. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These kids, they they kind of understand what's going on. Right. Um, kids down in the city, I feel like that was kind of like resonated with my friends that I grew up with that my mom was pouring into. So I'm sure. like, we need to be down there. So my, my wife and I, my girlfriend at the time, she was hands-on with everything, you know, um, going out, you know, and securing these places where we can go and promote our, you know, what we're doing. And, you know, uh, we go to the Atlanta Food Bank or the Georgia Food Bank. Um, we go to, to Adamsville Elementary School and, and inspire kids by buying bikes through the foundation for perfect attendance, just to get them, yeah. you know, like, man, because kids were just going to school just to eat. You realize right. that. Yep. So we wanted to have them a little bit more inspired. We do re- reading programs with them. Um, they even had to write essays about themselves um, in order to receive um well, not in order to receive, but like we would do, that's how we would narrow it down. Cause you can't help everybody, right? But we right. would figure out a way to, um, you know, to bless the kids who, who really took the initiative to really, um, you know, go try out to get better, yeah. that, try to get better, you know? So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what we started doing. So we did the spoon feeder family at Thanksgiving. We take them to the college football hall of fame downtown here in Atlanta on Marietta street. Um, I show them the Missouri hat, the Missouri helmet. Yeah. Uh, we, we go out there on the field, kick some field goals. I play with them. We bless them all with their gift cards, take pictures. Um, I bring my teammates out. We do. We had to, had a great time. Um, then we also go to the world of Coca Cola and have them take a tour of that. You, you'd be surprised. These kids never been to the aquarium. They never been to the um, world of Coca Cola and like just show them different things to open their eyes on. Like there are different opportunities for you out there. Yeah. If you stay on the right path, that you can be a part of. And we just we just wanted to give them some hope. And um, the pandemic, you know, kind of put a dampen on that. But um, we also partnered with the school, the Ansley School, which provides a private education, but they're a public school and they provide this to homeless kids only. So that just, that just touched my heart, man. And um, this past year we ended up donating their playground. So they're, they just got their first campus and everything. They were operating out of a church. So, you know, we're just trying to do what we can, bro, just to inspire the youth. And I feel like if we do that, then we're going to be in good hands. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do it at home. So when I get older, you know, my babies can, you know, not necessarily take care of me, but you know, they can, um, they can, assist me in and <laughs> in, 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 in getting in becoming the elderly, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, man, it's just about helping people though. That's, that's all, that's really all it's about. And we're going to try to continue to do that, man, but it's called spoonful of hope. And um, I feel like if you got hope and you got some fight, you got a reason to fight and um, you can check out some of the things we did, man, um, on spoonful of hope.org. Okay. Awesome, man. So we got a, Singer, songwriter, record label, producer, owner, professional yeah. football player, man hey. of the people. Man uh, of the people. What man. else we got? <laughs> um, let's see. I know it's something else you're doing you want to tell the people about. Yeah, that's why I got to tap. Oh, the, the coaching part. We talking about the coaching stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm coaching the kids right now, but I think at some part, when I'm, when I'm in the right mental space and my kids are doing, you know, what they're doing and they're busy and they're, yeah. the nest is, not necessarily empty, but when the nest is like just about to be in, I think I might want to get back into it on that main stage level, like maybe like Mizzou, you know, like really? you never know. Jeremy is trying to get me into it. Uh-huh. He's like, bro, I need you, bro, I need you. I'm like, 
If Mizuko calling now, hey, I got a nice scheme. I got a nice defensive scheme, bro. Go love because we're gonna run like three or four calls, bro. <laughs> We're we going to be great at that. <laughs> That's it. So Play full speed and run these three plays. I'm telling you, man, and I don't take that lightly. Like, football season get ready to start for my 707 team. I mean, it's really 515 with the kids. <laughs> I'm going to – I don't know how I'm, I'm going to set my defense up with a little 3-2. I got a little 3-1-1 little stack I be doing. <laughs> and, bro, I'm trying to get them yeah, going. Yeah, scheming six-year-old, right. man. <laughs> I'm about to pull out the elimination machine and, and, and start getting my yeah. getting my script ready, man. You're like, hey, hey, <laughs> number 28. He just had a uh, a goofy party last week. Uh, his birthday his birthday's on 17th. He's too old. It's he my can't name, right? Here. I hate the coaches who give the kid the ball every play, bro. Like, hey, five years old, but you out here acting like Derrick Henry out here, man. Right. Let's get that, that thing out. Ball. That kid got some big feet. <laughs> some big kids, bro. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. My hat's off to you. If you think about jumping right. into coaching, boy, because that is a foray that I would oh, once I, I wish once, it on anybody. Once I'm ready for that, I think yeah. I could go toward that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, mm-hmm. right now, just with the babies, man. Just with the babies. And it's going to have to be, like, a necessity. Like, I blow all the money on the music, and now you got to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we hope not to do that. But, um, hey, love ball. It's giving me so much. That's yeah. the reason why we're on the call today, man. I thank y'all for having me. But um, that ball will take you around the world, man. No matter what ball it is, whatever your passion is can take you around the world. Yep, that's real, man. Well, you heard it here. Making Mizzou, sponsored by 360 Vodka on the Kansas City Sports Network. Spoon, Love man. Name, bro. Appreciate you. Mizzou, bro. I used to be hating on They be like, can you put this up and tag Mizzou made? I like, bro, my mama didn't made me, bro. You know what I'm saying? In the journey, of course. But like, yeah, we... Did a good job of putting Missouri on the map, man. I don't yeah, want to pat myself on the back, but I am great. Go ahead, go ahead. Great class and like such great people that like really came together for a common goal that that really you know did something, man. So mm-hmm. that's that's awesome, man. Great name. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks for joining us, man. For real, you are um, man. You inspire everybody. Everybody that talks to you, man, they know you're different, and they see. Uh, a passion that comes through it, it it's undeniable man and uh just keep doing what you're doing uh wish you the best and uh man, just stay blessed bro thanks man for appreciate us. y'all man thanks again yeah. i wish the blessings upon you and your families as well man god bless you appreciate it bro Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.